started. I just want to make sure I have the right voice, okay? Alright guys, feeling it? Can you, okay. Don't give me that look! I'm gonna be honest, I don't know who Kyle Ren is. Is that that guy? Is that that guy who beat up Cindy? No, 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 okay, so, so you know, alright. Okay, so he's a guy that's kind of like, uh, he wants to be like his grandfather. Mm -hmm. No, 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 I get it, I get it. It's um, Benjamin Button. Kylo Ren and Stimpy. No, that's not, what's the Kylo part? Okay, I well, I mean, he kind of took it from a band, kind of like Rilo, Kylie, and then he's like, I'll just shorten it to Kylo Ren, it's kind of cool. Right. But anyways, he's very emotive, okay? But he has a deep voice, so I'm just trying to get it right. Freeze. You're not really selling us on this dishwasher, Eric! Well, uh, you know, it, it dices, it transforms, you know, it can also do your taxes, and uh, sometimes it, uh... Looks like a cup! Mm-hmm. Okay, alright guys, I'll level with you, okay? Alright, it's, it's, it's a prototype. What you need to do is you need to hook it up into your phone, and then... It gets to the point where, like, you walk into Target and you see, like, a cute bra that's, like, a winky face, and it's Joe Boxer, and you're like, oh, that's cute, I would want that. No, they only make it A through, like, C. Maybe see, all right? I want to be able to buy bras at Target. Those bras are like seven bucks. You know how much I have to pay for bra? I have to go to Lane Bryant. I have to make a fucking meet with a fitting person, right? And then the fitting person is like, oh, what are you? Like an 80 gajillion double 3G, whatever? I'm like, yes, it's in 3D. Like, that's how big my... And then, and then she grossed me and she's like, I think you're a this. And then she brings you the size. And because I'm so fucking mortified, if, even if it doesn't fit, I'm just like, fuck it. Yes, I will have that. Do you have it in a fun color? And she's like, we also have it in nude, which is a lot because they have it in peach, which is not nude for me. That's racist. What they actually have in nude for me is chocolate. They have it in chocolate, they have it in white person nude, and they have it in black. And maybe you wanted to go wild and get a red one. Well, guess what? That doesn't hold anything. Just absolutely, it's like having a fucking hairnet around your boobs and then being like, oh, look, it's cute and it's big. So I hate bra shopping. Uh, thank you for hearing that. Um, <laughs> I do. I fucking hate it. Yeah. Lane Bryant's a terrible place. You know, I, I just, I've never been like an especially thin person, which is fine. Like, I, whatever, man. Like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't give enough of a fuck to be like super healthy, but I just feel like mm, I just don't want shopping to be arduous. You know what I mean? Like I find a pair of jeans I like, I wear it until I get a hole. I'll tell you specifically where in my crotch. All right. There's a hole that you can get if your thighs are really big and they rub together and it just erodes these pants. They've been holding up pretty well, but sometimes you just know that it's on the edge and you're like, holy shit, I've had these jeans for two years. I have to find another pair of jeans. This is so awful. Uh, yeah, whatever. I have one minute left. Thanks, Pam. Pam, has that ever happened to you with a pair of jeans? I have. I'll show you the square bits on mine. <laughs> we just bonded. Yeah. So Mauricio sat back there uh, during New Zealand. I'm sorry, Terry, right? Terry Williams. All right, cool. Not that that's creepy that I remembered it. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just alarmed myself. Um, Maybe I'm Jason Bourne, and I don't know. Like, I just have all these memory skills. Um, <laughs> Mauricio sat back there and told me about how he wasn't drunk after getting kicked out of five bars. And so now I'm going to make fun of you just a little bit, because I enjoyed sitting next to you, contrary to what you believe. I know you think I hate you. I don't. I just think... You're about to make fun of me. Does that mean I fucking hate you? No. No, that's not what that fucking means.
needs. Are you kidding me? If I make fun of people now, I hate them. If you make fun of me, I know it means that you care about me. Thank you, Pam. Jesus. No, it's all right. You could go cry yourself to sleep tonight because you think I hate you. That's fine. I just... <laughs> I just think it's funny that you call yourself... Okay, here's, here's the one thing I wanted to say because you called yourself the Tupac of comedy. Have you ever seen a photo of Tupac with a hacky sack? <laughs> Fucking no! You've never seen a picture of Tupac with a hacky sack. That's... No. You made it up. Sorry. But I like your cardigan and I like your style. And Pam, I like you a lot for letting me talk shit for however many time this was. You guys have been great. Thank you so much. My name is Dom. So this is the end of uh, comedy just because we can. If you want to listen to the next comedy just because we can, it will be on the 23rd with um, Andy Picaro, who's coming with us from uh, Pennsylvania. So tonight was because of Terry Williams all the way from New Zealand. Clap it up, everybody. Yes! New Zealand! What? Oh, wait! I hope you have a wonderful time here in the States. Honestly, I hope that it's just super party all the way out. Uh, coming up next right now is we're actually in Heterotopia. You guys, it is all about the world and they are serious about it. They're gonna tell you what's happening in the world. Heterotopia. Thanks so much for listening to comedy just because we can. Uh, yay, clap for yourselves and yay, Heterotopia next. Yay.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another installation of Heterotopia. This is yours truly, DJ Ashok on the deck. I am uh, joined here in the studio with DJ Charles. What's happening, Charles? Hello. Hi, this is Charles. <laughs> uh, in the background there, you hear uh, Sigurus, uh, Icelandic band. Uh, track is Osen Osen. And I uh, want to give a big shout out right now as we start the show to Mutiny Radio for hosting Heterotopia for uh, oh, pretty much the duration of its existence uh, following the implosion of Pirate Cat Radio, which was our original host. And uh, we love them because uh, all the, the collective of people that have uh, given their time, uh, their energy, their blood, sweat, and tears to keeping this uh, uh, people's radio outlet alive has uh, given us the ability for so many years to share with you the, the music and the news and the politics and everything that we do. So I want to give a big shout out. Uh, plus, there are uh, many other incredible shows. There's comedy, there's open mics, uh, there's uh, other political spaces, uh, there's just... just you, you really got to check it out. www.mutinyradio.fm uh, Or come down for the live events like we just got through with. Uh, uh, you can come down to 2781 21st Street at Florida. Come check it out. But anyway, this is Heterotopia. This is your international rendezvous every Saturday night here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, tonight, uh, there is a lot going on in our world. We're going to talk about proposed constitutional changes in Algeria, we're going to talk about uh, Moroccan political prisoners, we're going to talk about uh, the, the ongoing crisis in Burundi and maybe shed some light uh, uh, via uh, uh, Anne Garrison, uh, who uh, is just a, a brilliant independent journalist, uh, on uh, you know what's actually happening over there as opposed to what you read in the mainstream press. Uh, we're going to talk tonight about the uh, ice raids that have been uh, plaguing the nation since the beginning of this year. We're going to talk about uh, Guatemalan uh, war criminals being possibly finally brought to justice. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, crimes in San Francisco. When I tell you crimes, I mean crimes of state in San Francisco. We're going to talk about the people that uh, are standing up and fighting back. And, uh, you know, a confrontation that occurred at uh, San Francisco City Hall yesterday morning at the... Uh, inauguration of mayor edwin lee and uh so yeah there's a lot to, and that, that and uh, uh a little bit more so uh, stay tuned we got a big show for you tonight and of course uh, we like to start it off with the music and uh of course cigarettes is uh leading us right now uh, uh helping us uh set the mood but there's uh much much more to come so uh without further ado we're gonna uh just lay right on into it. I hope y'all are having a uh, good Saturday night, and I hope y'all have had a good start to 2016. Uh, I think I said it last week, but I can't say it enough. 2015 fucking sucked. Let's do better this year. All right, folks? Right on. One love. Welcome back to Heterotopia. The neurons in heterotopia appear to be normal except for their mislocation. Symptoms range from non-existent to profound. 
Heterotopia is capable of juxtaposing in a single real place several spaces, several sites that are in themselves incompatible. There's probably not a single culture in the world that fails to constitute heterotopias. To take part in a revolution, it is not enough to write a revolutionary song. You must fashion the revolution with the people. And if you fashion it with the people, the songs will come by themselves. Anybody want to incite a riot? America, so this is the most morally polluted, degenerate, insane nation on the face of this earth. <laughs> this country is not controlled institution. This country do not function under the democratic process. This country is controlled and governed by the capitalists. Why would anybody want to incite a riot? Prison construction, America's sole growth industry. Why would anybody want to incite a riot? Good heavens! Wake up! Wake up! Prison construction, America's sole growth industry. Wake up! Wake up! Capital follows the profit margin. Always. Always. Prison construction, America's sole growth industry. Twisted mentalities at work here are akin to those of Nazi Germany.
tiwida Konga banera oh banera orisha Konga banera oh banera tiwida
34 Aquella generación No soportó más la represión
te está llamando Essence in the sky, tears fall down the mother's eye. My baby wasn't ready to die. We need each other in this fear-driven 
land They sinking like sand pits They can't stand it Expansion can't be stopped If they planned it For justice we was asking Now we here to demand it Let's stand in solidarity Almost there As we come together Put a fist in the air We want justice for Mario Woods We want justice for Mario Woods Justice for Mario in the Woods. Man. Independent investigation. Fire chief, sir, and charge the cops with murder. We want justice for Mario Woods. We want justice for Mario Woods. We want justice for Mario Woods. Woods. Mummified by darkness, the present has no history. 
There's no time like the present, no better place to be than where you are within my heart, like within you is me. Explain my heart.
los niños la paz por la humanidad, por tu libertad. Oaxaca debes de levantarte, Oaxaca vamos a luchar por la educación, por un mundo mejor, por la libertad. Oaxaca debes de levantarte. Oaxaca vamos a luchar Por los niños la paz, por la humanidad, por tu libertad Por los niños la paz, por la humanidad, por tu libertad Por los niños la paz, por la humanidad, por tu
watch sunset at the Ritz Cafe. But from a little cottage in the green, I wrote these lines to you. From a little cottage in the green, I realize I love you. Oh, 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 oh. 
Hey, how's it going, people out there in Heterotopia land? This is the neurons in Heterotopia appear to be normal. This is Charles Pitts, and what I'm going to do is DJ Ashik will be back to give you the word of the day. I mean, he will be back to give you what you just listened to. But what I'm going to do is, is um, I got, I got this thing I'm trying to work on. It's called the word of the day. And last time was groupthink. Everybody, path of least resistance and destroying things. But, but um, the the new word, the new word for today, is I'm is gonna gonna be uh, structural. It'll be structural violence. And um, let me let me start with it is a term commonly ascribed to Johann Gatron, which he introduced in the article Violence, Peace and Peace Research. It refers to a form of structural violence when at some structural or social institution may harm people by preventing them from getting their need their basic needs met. Institutionalized altruism, ageism, classism, elitism, nationalism, racism, and sexism are some examples of structural violence as proposed by Gantuak. According to uh, Gantuak, rather than conveying a physical image, structural violence is an, is an avoidable impairment of fundamental human needs it is also avoidable structural violence is also a high cause of premature death and unnecessary disability because structural violence affects people differently in various social structures it is very closely linked to social injustice structural violence and also direct violence are said to be highly uh, <laughs> I can't, I don't know that word. My English isn't very good. Inter, interdependent, uh, including family violence, gender violence, hate crimes, racial violence, police violence, state violence, terrorism, and war. So that's, I don't know, it's just something to think about as we go through our day to day life. Um, I think what'll happen next is is um, DJ Ashik is working on the uh, set list. But the other thing too is, is what I want to do is is I'm I'm I'm, I'm interested in uh, I guess I'm interested in some of these random countries that we also miss. I think many of them are going to be um, South America. Let me see here. That's interesting. What I got is Wow, Bahrain B A I mean you're you're correct, it's not South America, but this is in this is Asia. Oh Okay. I'm I need a map here. My English isn't very good. <laughs> um here we go. Let's let's go to the set list.
That was DJ Charles talking about structural violence. Uh, look, folks, structural violence uh, is, is very serious because oftentimes we're only taken by the uh, violence that is imminent. Uh, and that brings me to the uh, probably the most uh, infamous term uh, in modern parlance, which is that of terrorism, right? And, uh, you know, under uh, uh, W, that would be George W. Bush, right? The definition of terrorism was uh, retooled and reinvented and... Uh, you know, it, it, it was turned into this uh, amorphous term that uh, essentially meant any kind of uh, armed resistance to state power. Uh, you know, with a particular lens focused on uh, 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 the uh, um, Muslim Muslims around the world, right? And 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 and. Uh, uh, and uh, so this is this was a re retooling of the language, is what it constituted, uh, because exactly because because uh, you know if you look if you actually look up uh, the 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 definition of terrorism, it constitutes imminent threat right terror terror is fear of imminent attack and uh, whereas uh, the 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 postmodern definition of terrorism has become uh, something completely different something I mean it, it's almost undefinable right now uh, uh, which is which is exactly how they wanted it so that they could call terrorists uh, uh, call terrorism on anything that that, that, that contradicted the state um, and uh, and this was this was this is not accidental. This was this was intentional. And I mean, I'm 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 sorry, but okay, terrorism, Ku Klux Klan, hate groups, the police department, um, especially San Francisco. No, no, exactly. No, you make a good point. In fact, there was an FBI, uh, well, FBI, not FBI, Department of Justice report that came out uh, uh, sometime last year. I don't remember exactly when. That that uh, clarified that that the the, the uh, fact that the majority of uh, real terrorist threats actually came from white power groups as opposed to uh, uh, Islamists, which was uh, the, the the running fear. My point is this: is that you're talking about uh, uh, structural violence, and uh, uh, the fact of the matter is that a lot of violence comes from places that are enshrined. In uh, uh, in the the public mind as uh, respectable, hmm? or enshrined as legit. How does that saying go? Um, dead rodents in the window. <laughs> I don't know the saying, but uh, I like it. Uh, you know, uh, I think it's I think it's I think it's Russian, where it's it's saying no matter how well you dress up the dead rodents, they're still dead rodents. I, I don't know the saying, but I, I still like the saying. Uh, I, I think I think I think it works. You know, uh, uh, you know the the other side. The other side is uh, you know Charles trying to drop some knowledge uh, about uh, uh, you know just 
different countries around the world. And I don't know about, uh, you know, I think it's important to to be be humble because there is a uh, there's a there's a, uh, a a lack of awareness, I think, amongst uh, uh, many people about different places outside of where you're at. And that doesn't just go for the UCPSA. That goes for uh, a lot of the world. Oh, the UCPSA is particularly deficient in this regard uh, in general. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, talking there's about... A, there's also another phenomenon like in certain countries where their infrastructure, their education systems have been um, destroyed. So what happens is is these other countries bring in books... And what happens is, is they know more about all of these other countries than the the own country that they're in. Is another that this is another phenomenon? Absolutely, absolutely. But I, I I would just say this. I would just say this. Uh, we assume nothing about the listeners, and that uh, uh, there's a piece of heterotopia that is educational. Part of the reason that we. Uh, spend so much time focusing on other parts of the world is because we don't think it gets enough uh, airplay and we don't think that uh, uh, there's enough coverage and uh, so like Bahrain in the Middle East you know uh, which uh, ultimately is a despotic despotic regime that uh, uh, anti-people regime that uh, is uh, of course is a UCPSA ally we're going to talk about Bahrain. Uh, but uh, uh, appreciate, you know, we're going to do a little bit more of this, just a little bit of geographical awareness, because I think a lot of times that's elided over, and I think it's important. I think from a humble place, not from an arrogant place, but from a humble place, uh, it's important to um, to know the world that you're talking about. I think that there's a lot of people that uh, hear about, for example, what the fuck's going on in Iraq, Afghanistan, but couldn't point it out on a on a globe, unless it was labeled in big letters. And that's uh, and that's 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 that that's not a condemnation of individuals. It's a condemnation of uh, political education. Our educational system. Yeah, our educational system. Our media. Uh, and media and um, and so it's it's uh, it's it's offered as a uh, as a as a public service, but uh, I want to I want to uh, step back from that for a minute. I want to step back from that. I want to let you know what you heard tonight, and uh, tonight uh, you know we had a, uh, a a nice eclectic mix of uh, music from uh, around the globe. And so we started with uh, Raz Mezenai, and uh, Raz Mezenai is uh, he's he's uh, uh, producing music here in the uh, UCPSA. Um, for those of you uh, new listeners, that's the United Capitalist Prison States of America, and uh, uh, he is a, uh, a a Jewish man that has taken a uh, intense interest in. Uh, in uh, counteracting uh, stereotypes across the board, stereotypes about uh, Jews, stereotypes about uh, uh, Muslims, stereotypes about uh, the Islamic world, and uh, and uh, and just uh, sort of almost like a pan-Semitic uh, radical artist, and uh, and a very brilliant uh, in my mind experimental musician as well. 
And uh, that was uh, Child Sleeps off of The Unspeakable. And that was, uh, uh, you know, that, that kind of eerie track that we started out with. We followed that with uh, uh, Paris Maquis was the track. Uh, the band was Metal Urbane. This uh, was off of the uh, album from the 70s, Anarchy in Paris. Uh, uh, this is, uh, f so 1977 was the year, right? Uh, uh, this is like anarcho-punk, uh, this is French anarcho-punk, uh, and that, that's, uh, dedicated to the fact that we just passed the anniversary of the, uh, Charlie Hebdo, uh, assassinations, killings, right? And, uh, you know, we, we wanted to pay homage to, uh, to the victims of that, and, uh, and also to challenge, right? To challenge, uh, all of the uh, major narratives uh, regarding that, right? Because uh, uh, on both sides, you know, we challenge the uh, innocent victim narrative. <laughs> and then we also challenge the Islamist narrative um, because I don't think something that's offensive to you warrants a uh, death sentence. Uh, and uh, Charlie Hebdo was notorious. I mean, it was like the Mad Magazine of France. They were notorious for uh, pushing the limit and uh, talking shit. And we're free speechers here, so we support that. Uh, on the other hand, what we don't support is uh, uh, bigotry of any side, of any uh, color or flag. And uh, so we, we don't support... Uh, the idea that uh, 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 media outlet uh, produces something completely offensive to a huge population of the world, and then there's results, and then the response is, oh, we didn't do anything. No, that's not true either. You did some shit. You got called on it in a fucked up way. And that's what really happened. You know, again, we don't condone assassination for political disagreement or religious disagreement or anything of of this sort. But uh, let's let's not, you know, let's not mince words. You talk shit and you got called on it, straight up. Okay, moving along. Uh, there's been a lot of speaking of shit talk. There's been a lot of shit talk about North Korea in uh, the last few days and about the uh, alleged hydrogen bomb test which uh, it's difficult if impossible to find any reliable uh, you know accounts of or evidence of uh, but it's been all over the uh, corporate media in the UCPSA and uh, so, you know, with condemnations and sanctions and sanctions, what the fuck are you sanctioning? The people in North Korea are starving. Their economy is fucked up. The fuck are you going to sanction? So anyway, in light of all this, we played a North Korean lullaby performed by uh, Sunjun Lee and uh, Eddie Reader from Scotland, and that was uh, a song called Stars Are Rising. After that, uh, we, we heard from Angelique Kijo, and that was uh, Congo Habanera. And that was a, uh, you know, this was this, this kind of internationalism uh, that we like. 
And this was uh, uh, Africa paying tribute to Cuba. Right? And uh, so we followed that with uh, Think of One and the Marrakesh uh, uh, Embalage Ensemble. And that was uh, Utuva. <coughs> oh, where are you going? Where are you going? Followed that with a uh, historical piece. Uh, that was uh, Edgar Resinos, Revolution. Uh, talking about the uh, revolutionary history of Guatemala. When we get into the news a little bit later, we're going to talk about... Uh, <coughs> excuse me, folks. Fighting a little something right now. Uh, we get in the news a little bit later. We're going to talk about uh, uh, what's happening, uh, uh, current events in Guatemala this week. After that, we heard that this was a debut, probably the first radio show that this song has ever been played on. And it was uh, Justice for Mario Woods. <coughs> and it was by the uh, Justice for Mario Woods Coalition. Uh, but in reality, I mean, this is the, uh, the attribution that... Uh, this is the attribution that was... Excuse me, folks. Like I said, I'm fighting something. Uh, given for this track, and uh, but it uh, in, in reality, the uh, performers that uh, that laid this track down are some brilliant uh, local performers, and uh, uh, specifically. We're talking about uh, Equipto, Selassie, Champnasa, Shiomara, and it was produced by Hilo. And uh, Mario Woods, we're going to get into Mario Woods a little bit uh, in a minute also with the news, uh, was a 26-year-old man who was uh, controversially and unnecessarily killed by gunfire from San Francisco police officers on December 2nd of last year. And uh, the Justice for Mario Woods Coalition, which uh, uh, the song is being attributed to, has three demands. The firing or resignation of San Francisco Police Department Chief Greg Sir, the, office, uh, the officers who were involved in the shooting to be suspended without pay and charged with murder, and an independent investigation into the case. So those are the demands. This is music backing up those demands. Uh, I kind of... Uh, uh, reminds me of the uh, introduction that we play every week for the show, which uh, uh, you know uh, clearly states: uh, "Do not make music about revolution. Make the revolution and let that inspire the music." Right? Mm -hmm. So straight up, let's do that. Um, so that 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 is uh, that is that track. We followed that up with uh, Saul Williams. Explain my heart. What a beautiful track. Saul Williams uh, was uh, uh, one of the major voices in the uh, spoken word renaissance that took st that took uh, the world by s by storm in the uh, in the nineties. Uh, sort of yet again reinventing poetry and uh, reintroducing poetry to the world uh, via pop culture. 
um beautiful beautiful track uh, we followed that with uh oh uh saul williams hails from the ucpsa as well uh after that we heard uh estoy harto de ver which is a uh, anonymous uh anonymous track uh protest song uh de Mexico. uh there are people that you know speculated similar to ricardo Arjona. maybe i don't know i don't know who the artist was but it's a beautiful beautiful song nevertheless talking about the resistance in oaxaca amongst other places and uh fucking beautiful so we thought we'd share that with you uh the following that we heard uh bayview sunset and uh that that song uh you know Honestly, I you know I don't like to do it because it it feels a little bit uh, I don't know what you call it uh, selfish or or self congratulatory or whatever. But that was uh, yours truly, DJ Ashik, with former uh, Heterotopia host Shinobi Double O Nine, aka Red Turban. And uh, that was us. That was uh, me and uh, Red Turban together laying down a track. So it doesn't happen all the time, actually. I think this is probably the first time in many, many years that uh, we've played any of our uh, own material. We we tend to like to promote other folk. But uh, that was what that was about. That was was me me and Red Turban laying it down Bayview Sunset. Um... And uh, when we get into the news, uh, the local news, uh, you know, you'll maybe understand why I thought tonight was an appropriate time to play that song. Uh, following that, uh, we're in Jamaica. Dwayne Stevenson from a little cottage in Negril. Right now in uh, San Francisco, there's a lot of attention being paid to uh, the Mario Woods case with just cause because it was a horrific uh, killing by the state, by the uh, San Francisco Police Department. Uh, but there actually last year were many other victims of uh, San Francisco police murder and police violence. And uh, short ways from uh, uh, Negril is uh, Mo Bay, Jamaica, or uh, Montego Bay, Jamaica, uh, which is where the family of O'Shane Evans hails from, who is another victim of uh, San Francisco police murder. And uh, so that song was dedicated to O'Shane and his family. And we want to uh, let them know and uh, and let the world know that we do not, we are not ambulance chasers. We do not sit here and wait for the one killing that's caught on video, but we love and support the families of all victims of state violence. And we'll be talking a lot about state violence in the show tonight. Well, um, if we were ambulance chasers, um, our ambulance couldn't hold enough gas because um, there's, you know, they're, they're saying every 28 hours someone dies. And back in... Which is the statistic from uh, from the Operation uh, uh, Ghetto Storm yeah. uh, report uh, of, uh, produced by the Malcolm X Grassroots uh, uh, Malcolm X Grassroots Committee and uh, Project uh, I'm sorry and uh, and uh, the uh, uh, 
and uh, well, and, and, and it's I actually been challenged since then with statistics that say that it's in fact more than that. Um, Malcolm X grassroots movement. I'm sorry again. I'm fighting a head cold. I, I apologize. Well, I My, think one of the things too is is back where I'm from, the, the Lake County, Zion, Illinois. There was another shooting of someone so and i think that was after the the mario woods so there's you know there's always somebody else that's passing away and it's it's interesting how people of a certain race can do something but then somebody else does it and now they're dead so but is are we finished with the set list no, we got a couple more. We got a couple more. Uh, uh, one more, actually. Not just a, not a couple more. We got one more. We got uh, uh, Yasmin Levy. Uh, and that was Nassian al And that was an interpretation of an old, uh, old uh, Spanish gypsy song. And I love this. I love this song. This song is like an anthem for me. Uh, I, the, the lyrics... Uh, no tengo lugar, no tengo paisaje, yo menos tengo patria. I have no place, I have no path, I have no country. Con mis dedos hago fuego, con mi corazón te canto. Las cuerdas de mi corazón llorar. With my fingers I have fire. With my heart, I sing you. The chords of my heart weep. Wow. Fuck yeah. Wow. So uh, this is uh, this is a song dedica- dedicated to uh, all old people who feel out of place, who feel they have no home, specifically to migrante folk. And here I'm thinking of uh, migrante folk coming from different places. I'm thinking of migrante folk coming from uh, Latin America, coming up to the UCPSA to try and uh, make some, you know, make something happen to take care of their families. I'm thinking of the uh, migrante folk coming from Syria and Afghanistan and Iraq and all the fucked up wars that we're having. And uh, who were forced to relocate, maybe not here, maybe in Europe, uh, although some here in different places. Uh, there's this bastard Trump uh, and, and his cohort uh, talking about all this closed border shit and all this uh, nativist crap, um, which, you know, clearly is challenged by an actual native claim. First off, uh, you know, here I'm thinking about uh, First Nations uh, people, you know, Native American folk. But in any case, in any case, it's dedicated to uh, uh, all migrante people and uh, and also and, and, and also uh, dreamers and true believers and fighters and freedom fighters and people that uh, do not have a particular sense of nationalism or allegiance to the uh, capitalist power that they happen to reside within the midst of. And, uh, and that was the set for tonight, folks. That was the, uh, the music so far because there's more to come. 
But uh, before we get into the news of you, my, our world, I want to turn it over to DJ Charles because he's got uh, some words for you. Um, there was a there was a protest slash in the Rago. Um, there's a ceremony for Ed Lee, the their mayor. So, what's what's the question, DJ Ashik? Uh, DJ Charles, you said you wanted to uh, rap with the people about some stuff before we broke into the news. What's on your mind? Well, um, there's several things. There was another sh- shooting in Zion, Illinois that's important because it's, I mean, you got a little itty-bitty town of 6, 60,000 people, and in like eight months, two people have been killed by the police department. So um, I think we'll have more stories about that. But um, it's it's just very interesting with the Mario Woods incident slash uh, protest, the mayor being sworn in. Um, it's well, you want you want you want to uh, start off with that. You want to you want to uh, talk about that. So so uh, let's actually let's do this. Let's let's play a clip from that. Actually, we'll just play some. Uh, let's play a little soundbite from that, so you can hear what's going on. DJ Charles was actually there, at. Uh, so so what happens is 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 uh, you know we were talking about Mario Woods and we heard that new track that just came out, with uh, Equipto and Selassie and all them, and uh, there was a massive action yesterday morning at the inauguration of uh, so-called Mayor Ed Lee. It was disrupted. DJ Charles was actually assaulted by law enforcement. He's here. Uh, Assault, battered, injured. Yeah. And so uh, we'll, we'll go to a clip from that, and then we're going to talk with DJ Charles for a minute uh, about what happened, uh, what exactly happened yesterday. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Heterotopia on Mutiny Radio. So that was sounds from City Hall uh, in San Francisco just yesterday, where uh, hundreds of people uh, 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 made their way into uh, the rotunda, into City Hall, to protest the inauguration of so-called Mayor 
Ed Lee. Amongst those was uh, uh, co-host here of Heterotopia on Mutiny Radio, DJ Charles, who was actually uh, arrested and injured uh, as part of the process. So, DJ Charles, you want to you wanna, uh, lay it out for us, what yesterday was about, why y'all were out there, and, uh, and uh, what happened yesterday afternoon at San Francisco City Hall? Well, I, I feel everybody's going to have different reasons why they're out there exactly. But for me, part of it, you know, to me, Mario Woods is the hammer or the wrench to get the police from being so excessive and get them to slow down, get them to stop this murder spree that they're on. So Mario Woods is he's like the catalyst for change at this point. That's 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 my that's that's my my thing. Um and I you know I want I want justice for Mario Woods and I I, I wanna see it I wanna see the ten year plan because um I don't know it's we're 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 going back to nation building that conversation we had before whereas um Well lay it down lay it down. Well I mean, they, they got three demands. If they get all of those demands, then what? You got all these people meeting. They get all their demands met. Then what? I mean, I mean, our community is still struggling economically. Our, you know, the, I mean, we're, we still have structure, violence, and racism. So, I mean, and the, the land that many are, the majority of the blacks, are on in San Francisco is a, a super fun site. And so we got, we got serious problems. So I, so I guess I'm just, I don't know. I guess I'm just very angry in that we need to look past. I mean, I mean, we need to address Mario Woods, but then we also need to see the community in all of its needs. So, that's the that's the bat phone, but um, but we'll 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 we'll, we'll call him back. But I um, well, that's not the bat phone. That's just a random uh, agreement of you of Booker T. <laughs> Booker T and the MGs Green Onions up here. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I guess we're we're going back to this this snippet right as of now. So you know, Mayor Ed Lee, he brings all his people into city hall and it, it it always bothers me as to you know london breed said something about it's our house it's the people's house except for when the rich people come in they they their people with guns come and lock you out <coughs> they they lock you out and kick you out of your own home because somebody else they don't they just don't want you there they don't want the citizenry there i mean and, and it's it's, it's happened to me you know the rich white people come and the bo- the poor people I mean they surround you with their officers with guns and they kick you out of city hall and they lock the doors behind you so you actually hear the doors locked behind you so so for the so for the for back to let's let's go back to Mario. Well, let me just I I want I want to just like like give a little background information for for people that uh, may 
not have caught this yet. You know, you know, remember, remember that there's people listening from 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 different parts of the world. So Mario Woods was a young brother uh, assassinated by the San Francisco Police Department quite publicly on December second of last year, and uh, he 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 was uh, gunned down roughly around uh, uh, five o'clock in the evening on that day. Um, by San Francisco police officers, multiple police officers. People are bitching around about the number of cops, uh, somewhere between five and eight cops, uh, uh, gunned him down uh, on uh, uh, Third Street in the, the Bayview District of Bayview Hunters Point District of San Francisco. Uh, they allege he had a knife, but uh, 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 vi- see it video clearly video clearly shows that he was surrounded by officers with guns drawn, and that posed and that he posed no threat to. <laughs> I don't uh, know. What, the, the funny part any, to me, okay, the funny part to me is is that looks very similar to the other knife that was in the other police shooting. So I which mean, other police shooting? Which which one you referring to? I don't know. I f- I forget which one it was. Was it the? I f- I can't pronounce his name. Um, there was the one about the bicycle or something. Amilcar Perez Lopez. Yeah. So another I mean, another victim. Uh, th- this was a uh uh, uh taken victim of uh, of police murder in San Francisco. Okay. So does the police officer? Do the police have a set of knives in their trunk, and then when they shoot someone, they pull the, the they pull them out. They have like a set of steak knives that they pull out. Well, I, I tell you, I appreciate the the the, the uh, commentary. Uh, I'm not gonna go that far with it. Well, uh, I'm, I'm from I, Chicago. I, and I'm, well, well, I'm from my Chicago. Thing is I, I know wanna, they had them out there. Yeah, my, my my thing is I don't want to trivialize the cases. I think the analogy. I, mean, is, I think the important thing is not whether or not they have a set of steak knives to drop at the to at drop the at the scene. scene. I think the important thing is. The analogy between both cases is that in both cases, there was an allegation that the justification for the shooting had to do with uh, with the proposed existence of uh, the, the, the victim having a knife, and in both cases... Uh, the uh, it has been it, it is quite clear that the uh, assassination was illegitimate. In the case of Amilcar Perez Lopez, two independent autopsies show he was shot in the fucking back. Yeah, and, and what the, did what are what did and, and, um, and, our good old and in the case of Mario chief, Woods? Give me, hold up, wait, 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 what did our good old police chief? Uh, the police chief said it was justified. He was coming at with he a was. Knife. I guess he was lunging at the police officers with a knife backwards. So he was lunging backwards towards them. Well, this is the kind of ludicrous shit that they expect people to swallow. This is like the Kenneth Harding thing, the Gumby shit, where the final rendition of the story is he shot himself. But most people don't even know the preliminary version of that ludicrous uh, uh, story, which was when they were trying to tell us that he wrapped his arm around his body to shoot at officers. And then they tried to, well, 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 moving away from officers, and they tried to tell us that that was uh, common. And they, uh, they even gave a physical demonstration with his, him wrapping his right arm around the left side of his body to shoot at officers without, you know, failing to address one critical point, which was that Kenneth Harding was left-handed. Oops. Mm. Yeah. 
Anyway, um, so this is the kind of absurdity that we are expected to digest by the local law enforcement Not when they the, justify their murderous behavior. There's, there's another situation that has been continuously played in alternative media where they're, they're, they're saying that the police officers, okay, the police officers and our Greg Sir is he had his knife while he was surrounded are entrapped and he was coming towards them and the media and the video doesn't show that well so so look here's my thing and i'm not going to speculate on the facts of the case i'm not going to make any declarative statements i think there was several there was several news medias well well, i don't give a fuck what the other news media says because those several news medias are corporate news medias with agendas well if they're they're, they're saying uh, if they're saying the guy didn't have his knife raised and they shot him I mean, I think that's very important. So I'm going to, I'm going to, it is very important, which is why I'm not going to make any declarative statements. What I'm going to say is. I'm just, I'm just documenting what yeah, they yeah. said. So, so all I'm going to say is this. There was clear audio from all of the videos that said, oh, please just drop it over. I'm paraphrasing here, but for the love of God, just drop it. My interpretation of that based on the tone based on the you know the cadence based on the 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 the, the, what i heard in that video seems seems i will make no declarative statement seems to indicate to me that there may possibly have been a knife what is clear to me what is clear to me is that watching the footage, even if there was, and again, this is not determined yet, a box of even if there was the of a, a knife, car. even if there was a knife present, even if it was a knife brandished, it did not constitute a physical danger to any officer. I, I don't, and here's my thing. Am I am I am I open to the possibility that no knife existed? Yes, but I don't need to run that hard line of an argument because in my mind, whether or not there was a knife present, the murder was illegitimate. Well, and that's 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 the point I, that I think needs I, to be made. I guess, I guess in the video, the guy was he was somehow impaired and in duress. So, it's this isn't some MIA fighter with a knife. This is someone who's impaired, and sure. they, they surround him and they shoot him. Sure, but my my, my point is, this, and we have uh, we have uh, 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 Micah Holick here in the uh, studio to uh, uh, as well. Welcome back, Micah Holick. Hey, thanks for having me. What's up, fellas? What's happening? Uh, not not much. Uh, Dropping in, uh, join the conversation. Mike Hollick, jump in here on this. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say, um, I mean, to further your point that whether or not he has a knife, he doesn't constitute a threat. I mean, it's pretty obvious from the video. He's, he's like, he might be holding something, but he is not making any aggressive movements. And the other, the other thing is, 
when one cop shoots, do all of them just start shooting? I mean, like, one gunshot will stop a guy with a knife, right? You don't have to you don't have to riddle him with bullets and make sure there's no chance that he survives. Well, there's that whole thing of supportive fire and that's a sixty seven twenty five dash A that we should look into. Um, Sixty-seven dash twenty-five A for those who are not part of the uh, San Francisco milieu, uh, or, or those that don't spend uh, onerous amounts of time at City Hall. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, th- this is a this is the code for San Francisco's Sunshine Ordinance, which is our local uh, uh, Freedom of Information Act. Uh, 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 slash. Well, I think the I think the I think the short answer is is give me my information <laughs> in twenty four hours. That's that's the short. Slash answer. Public Records Act. It's an immediate disclosure request. It gives twenty four hours to uh, uh, any branch of city government to provide uh, documentation of pretty much anything that happened. Well, yeah. no, it has it has to be a document. You can't generate a document, but you could. I mean, if you if you can, they they might skate it depending on. It might be easier to generate a document and give it to you than try to pull all the documents and give you something. But it's, I mean, but point being, it's just an information request. I think we need to go back to. I think we need to go back to this, the, the the real substantive conversation, which is the uh, police killing. Of of Mario Woods and the question, Charles, that you brought up about uh, uh, well that that Mike Hollick brought up and that you you, you were addressing about support fire. Yeah, so I mean that's that's an information request. What their policy and procedure is, and I I'm just I mean people people will people are saying and they're they're going on and on and on and they're like. You you shot him like a dog. You shot him like a dog. You shot him twenty times. When's the last time somebody shot a dog twenty times? Actually over times? forty times. Okay, yeah. well, well when's the last time somebody shot a dog twenty or forty times? Right. And um I, I think I was out of town when um the incident with uh Mario Woods that you know, the incident that ended his life uh happened. So I was researching it later. Um and one of the websites I looked at uh, had a link to a video in the UK where there's this guy with a three-foot machete swinging it around, you know, acting crazy w- with, you know, the type of weapon that could take your head off. And the officers, over the course of about five minutes, found a way to surround him, disarm him, and arrest him alive. Un- uh, pretty much unharmed. I, I mean... Well, I, I think about the, uh, the 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 Carolina shooter, the 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 the, the white kid that shot up the church, right? Arrested right. alive. Not only arrested, heavily al- armed. Not only arrested alive, but then like brought to court in a bulletproof vest because they were so invested in protecting his safety. Right. I mean, it's almost like malicious and direct intent. Um, I mean. From you know, I've 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 been to- I've heard somewhere like if this was in Hollywood or Beverly Hills or Knob Hill, they would have they would have surrounded him. They would have done something, you know. So, I mean, and it's another information request for me in that where is the riot gear? Where is it held at? Where is it stored during an officer's day? 
I mean, is it in the back of their vehicle? And they, I mean, if it was in the back of their vehicle, they could have just as easily pulled out their ride gear and then handled it like that. So, I mean, the blade is four inches and it's probably legal to carry something with a blade of four inches. So that wouldn't be that. I mean, that wouldn't really be out of the ordinary. I mean, people have these folding knives. So that's that's like that's probably four or five inches. But I guess my main thing is, is um, well, I, I mean, I'm just if if it was if they had if. It's an information request. Where are the where is the riot gear and what's up with the batons? So they got they got three or four weapons on. I mean, they got two or three different weapons with them. And the first thing they seen, well, it, they, they, they shoot it. Right. And, because and, a and shield then, is adequate against a knife. You, you know. I mean, but I, I don't want to concede that yet because I would have to look at the, the, the model numbers and different things like that. But I think for me, the other situation is, is the police have, they shoot and they miss 50 to 80% of the time. I so I'm I'm wondering what's happening. I'm, I'm wondering what's happening, and it's. I guess my thing is is okay. You you you. Is me, that why they need to shoot me, forty me, times me, to make sure they I mean, hit twenty? I I I don't know what to, I don't know why I don't know I don't know. But I'm just okay. They they're missing they're missing with the bean bags. And instead of killing them, they want another weapon, and then they're well, probably actually, and then and then they're gonna try to and then they're probably gonna miss forty to eighty percent of the time with that, and then after that, then what weapon are they gonna want to use? Well, let's talk about the beanbags for a minute because that's the one of the parts of the story: the beanbags and the so-called pepper spray. You know. This part of the story that I don't trust. A, there's nothing in the documented and nothing in the publicly available information that gives any indication outside of the police department's own assertion that there ever was any uh, pepper spray used in the encounter. Number one. Number two. It does appear that he may have been shot with something prior to being gunned down with the service weapons of the officers. That's somewhat visible, potentially, although not with with, with alternative interpretations uh, uh, completely excluded. Uh, in, in, the, in the video footage that's been widely circulated. <coughs> but it begs the question of the quantum of the uh, 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 the 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 beanbag guns and that uh, um, and what I mean what I mean by that uh, sorry to use a technical term is the calibration is how much force was put into it because a full force beanbag round is enough to take out a person in a is enough to take out is enough well please please let me finish. Please let me finish. There's enough to take out a person in a, uh, uh, you know, uh, twice the size of Mario Woods, you know, to incapacitate them, uh, one, 
And number two, it's not entirely clear that he wasn't incapacitated at the point where he was uh, lynched, executed. But go ahead. You were talking about a lot of variables, Charles. Um, I mean, there's a lot of variables that you could consider, but I'm, I'm, I'm still going back to the the shooting in front of the Northern Station, our our um, mission state mission station. They missed like eighty percent of the time. So how? I mean, what credibility do they have? I mean, they they tried it, but they missed. You know, they like. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Stevie Wonder could have done it better. So your your critique is of the uh, maybe Stevie Wonder could have hit him with a beanbag better. Maybe. Maybe then the San Francisco Police Department, and then Stevie would have Stevie Wonder would at least be like, I I incapacitated him with the with the bean bags and now he's alive, but instead we got the San Francisco Police Department. You know I I, I don't even to me I don't even want to go there. To me the point the the fundamental point is that it's a uh, it, it, it is that it's a it's an it's a lynching it's an execution i mean i do okay so i do appreciate uh the uh the the reference to uh because this was um this was uh much earlier in the year this was actually the uh the beginning this was almost actually almost exactly uh a year ago, a year ago. yeah this was almost exactly a year ago today um and uh i was in that meeting they missed they missed like 80 percent of the time like 81 percent of the time yeah yeah no it was uh it, no it was ridiculous well what was uh that was uh matthew hoffman was his name i was trying to remember his name his name was matthew hoffman was the name of the victim? Um, yeah, no, they 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 missed. Uh, I don't think it was quite eighty percent, but it was, <laughs> I don't know. it was it was it was okay, close seventy nine percent. It was close to that, and um, uh, you know, I, I think that the the, the 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 well, the more salient point there for me, the more salient point for me there was that in that case, the stray bullets were flying at a uh, a uncordoned off public street, which means. The uh, you want to talk about percentages? Uh, you know, uh, Michaelholic's real good with percentages. What is the fucking percentage chance that they had if if the if the officers missed with roughly seventy percent of their rounds, and you had a public uh, street with uh, hundreds of people walking uh, walking uh, across it? What 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 is the percentage? What is the likelihood? I mean, they they straight up won the lottery that night. How did they not? Kill that's someone an, else. That's that's extreme, that, that's that's I mean, that's an extreme you know, amount of variables as to what time of day it is and what it was like five o'clock in the evening, like the prime 